Ever wonder about questions that don't seem to have solid answers? Like if God is so good, then why is there so much suffering in the world? Or why should we trust the Bible and who wrote it anyway? Maybe you found the answers, but they didn't fully satisfy you. Well, welcome to Straight from the Bible, where you can find real answers from God's Word. Give us a call if something's on your heart. You can call us right now at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can also text or WhatsApp your questions to 671-686-9999. And now, straight from the Bible with Pastor Masih Ida'on. Half a day and good evening and welcome to Straight from the Bible. This is Pastor Pasit Edong and I'm here with my dear brother, Elder Maverick Namello. Hello, my brother. Hello, Pastor. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bow our heads before we go into the study of God's Word tonight. Brother, could you pray for us, please? Yes, sir. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity to come together, to open your words, mm. to study your words. Amen. Lord, you said in the book of Psalms, thy words is a lamb unto my feet. Amen. And it is a beautiful blessing to be able to learn what your word says. Mm-hmm. Father, give us your Holy Spirit. Be with us and guide us and lead us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Thank you, my brother. <coughs> well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Straight from the Bible. So we're going to go ahead and um, go over a few of the questions that we may have not gone through yet. And if you want to send us a question or call us, please call us if you're here in Guam at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. We'd love to hear from you if you're here in Guam. Or if you are in the beautiful CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113, or you can text, WhatsApp, or signal us at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. And you can also email us your Bible questions and email us at bible at joyfmradio.net. That's B-I-B-L-E at joyfmradio.net. Dot net, and we look forward to hearing from you and getting your Bible questions. So give us a call, send us a text, and we would love to hear from you. All right, brother, we do have a question that came in uh, some time ago, and the question was, um, what kind of instruments can we use for the Lord? And what kind of instruments can we use in the worship of God? And the question was also, can we use the drum? What kind of instruments can we use uh, for the Lord, and can we use the drum? Okay, great question. Well, we go to the Bible, and uh, we look at some of the instruments that was used in the Bible. And, you know, in the Bible, people did use different instruments in the worship of Mm. God, Mm. uh, many different kinds. They used something, uh, of course, we know the shofar, which is uh, kind of a trumpet made from the the horn of a ram. They Mm. used tambourines. Mm. Uh, They used cymbals. And the cymbals, they say, probably wasn't the large ones, Mm. but the ones that you kind of put on your finger and kind of tap, Ah, clap with each other. I see, I see. And of course, you have the harp mm-hmm. and, and the lyre and, uh, and the many, many others. And so, yes, instruments were used in the worship of God, and uh, it, it, it helped enhance uh, the worship experience when you would come to God's house, and even at mm-hmm. home when you have family worship. What about the use of drums uh, in the worship of God, let's say, in church? Mm. Well... The, the thing is not so much the instrument that is the problem. Mm-hmm. It's the way that the instrument is used mm. that then can either be a blessing to the people 
and it can either lift them up or it could really be a curse to them and kind of bring them down uh, mm. to a lower place. And so I think the person brought up uh, the question of a drum. Now, the drum in and of itself is just an instrument. Right. It's not a sinful thing. It's right. just a drum. Mm -hmm. It's really how drums are used that really is the, um, that would really be uh, the thing that we'd have to consider. Mm. So typically, um, uh, the kind of drums that are made to make people move is something called a trap set. Mm. a trap set and so the way it's basically a, a, a different kind of drum that's set up and the way that the trap the kind of beats that the trap set is is made to make is really uh, it's heavily syncopated mm. meaning it's made to kind of it's made to kind of make you move in a way that that isn't really natural or mm. isn't really good for you and this kind of beat you find in rock music, you find in uh, in rap music, mm -hmm. you find in many other kinds of music. Pop music. Pop music, yes, pop music especially. Mm. And they all have a lot in common. Mm. And, and that's why when, you know, let's say you don't even know a song, mm. and a song is playing, and you begin to kind of see a person move their head back mm -hmm, and forth. Mm -hmm, yep. and, and, and then when they're dancing, they, right. they want to move their shoulders, mm. you know, they... Well, basically, all their joints, they kind of want to move around. Right. So when Elvis came out, uh, became very popular back in the day, mm. uh, he had used um, this kind of music, uh, well, rock and roll music. Right, right. But rock and roll music is actually something that originated, or at least the, the, the heavily syncopated rhythm mm. actually uh, originated uh, in Africa, mm, mm. Uh, in the Congo area, you mm. know, where they do voodooism and, and mm -hmm, things like mm -hmm. that. So they would play the drum in a certain way, and it would kind of put people in a trance, mm. and that was how they would get and you know, speak with the spirits or mm. you know, kind of a spiritual thing. Wow. And so how did that get to America then? Well, the slave trade. Mm. So once the slaves were, of course, captured there, and they were moved over to the United States, right? Uh, you know, they were very much in the South. Mm -hmm. And so while they were there in the South, of course, this music, they brought along their you know, their, their way of music. Right. And a lot of uh, people in the South then began to, uh, um, began to kind of accept it and embrace it. Adapt it. Yeah, adapt to it, exactly. And so a lot of, and that's where really kind of jazz kind of came from. It really came from that kind of origin. Mm. And so when Elvis came along and they had, you know, rock and roll music, uh, that's really the origin. They were using pretty much the same, they call it poly, poly, polyrhythmic or uh, you know, well, I can't remember the word. It's polyrhythmic. I can't remember the exact mm -hmm. word. Heavily syncopated beats and rhythms that were made to get people very excited. Mm. And it kind of brought them, it didn't really elevate them. It just kind of lowered them. Mm. But let me give you an example. When you look, think of Elvis, uh, you know, of course, Elvis would, you know, shake his hips and he would sing these songs. And right. everybody just kind of went crazy. Yep, yep. And then you had the Beatles. You know, the Beatles, when they came on the scene... Uh, they were just, people would go crazy because they had never heard this kind of music before. Right. And then, of course, you had uh, Bill Haley and the Comets, uh, you know, dear friend of ours, Louis Torres, was right. a bass guitarist for that group, uh, Pastor Torres. And he himself, um, actually that band, Bill Haley and the Comets, was the first uh, ever internationally recognized rock group. Right. And uh, it's amazing that when we listen to their music now, mm. They sound like they're, they don't sound very, um, they don't sound, 
uh, very extreme or very heavy, very, mm. they don't sound like there's something to be excited about. And wh why is that? Well, because remember, back then, they'd never heard of that kind of music yet. Right, right. So when it came along, everybody felt loose and free and they mm. wanted to just do all of that. Mm. But we've come a long way from that. Mm. Our right. music has become even more heavily syncopated, has become even more, I'm going to use the word, um, um, I think just more messed up, if I could just say, mm. that when we listen to music back then, they almost sound like, you know, simple ballads or love songs. Right, right. But back then, that was rock and roll. Right, right. And we've come a long way. But right, still, right. the origin is still exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Rhythm is still the same. Mm. And uh, I, I can't remember the exact beat, but there's a very, very, um, a very used beat that is exactly the same in the music then and the music now mm. that kind of makes people kind of want to get up and move and dance and, and, it, what it actually does also, and this is what's very true in, uh, in rap music, mm -hmm. is that the, kind of the way that it's used, it actually um, secretes, I think, hormones or sex, sexual mm -hmm. hormones. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so that kind of music is not meant to make you, it doesn't, it makes you, it kind of lowers you. Right. Now, I say this. And somebody may be listening, well, Pastor, you know, please talk, don't talk bad about my music. Mm -hmm. I really love it. I'm going to say, friend, I used to love these kinds of music, too. Mm. I, I love them. I used to collect them. And I, I used to believe in them. Mm. And they were very much a part of my life. But when I realized uh, that this kind of music wasn't actually helping me, mm -hmm. not only spiritually, but as a human being, it was making me less uh, able to think clearly, mm -hmm. then I realized it was a very simple decision. Mm. You know, do you want to think clearly and, and live clearly, have more self-control, or, or do you not? And so what they did, you know, Brother Maverick, and mm. this is kind of a study that I'll, I'll bring out, many years ago, mm. uh, they did an experiment with mice. Mm. And they had three groups of mice. One was the control group, where they would not expose them to any music. Mm-hmm. One was, um, and one was a group where they exposed them to to heavy, heavily syncopated beats, mm. the kind of beats that you find in rock music, rock pop music, music, and things like that, and you know pop music. Mm. And then the other group, they would expose them to kind of like they call it classical uh, baroque music, mm. uh, baroque back in the time of like Bach, Mozart, things like that. It was mm. classical music. Mm -hmm. And so they, I think they play the music and they expose them to that music for maybe a few weeks or months. Mm. And then they sacrificed all three groups. Mm -hmm. And they, of course, they sacrificed them. They opened up the brains and they looked, on, looked at the brains. And they found that with the mice that had no problem, that did not listen to music, there was no problem with their brains at all. Mm. The mice with who had uh, listened to classical music, they actually saw improvements in, uh, wow. in their brains. I think they call it the neural dendrites or something like that, mm. the neurons. But then when they looked at the mice that was exposed to these heavily syncopated beats and rhythms that we find in this kind of music, mm. they found that there was something wrong with it. Mm. They saw that uh, what they call the neural dendrites, I believe, or there's just all over the place and longer. Wow. And it wasn't normal. Wow. And so because of that, when they had tested the mice... They found that the mice that were exposed to that music, they were slower. 
Mm. They became more aggressive. Mm. And they even, some of them uh, actually practiced, uh, I guess, what you would say, cannibalism. Mm. Actually tried to wow. eat the other mice. Wow. So they realized that this kind of music is actually not good for, for this is this is what it does to mice. Mm. Then just imagine what it does to people. Mm-hmm. So has it ever been this way to people? Has it kind of had this kind of an effect? And the answer is yes. Mm. When you look at the 1980s, the 1980s was kind of uh, the time where we had this big... A wave of a new kind of rock music. Mm. You have heavy metal, you had grunge, and all these other things that mm-hmm. came on the scene. And really, during that time, there was a lot of heavy use of cocaine, mm. a lot of heavy use of, a lot of uh, incidents of, of violence. And so much so that researchers recommended to people that if you're going to study, uh, please don't listen to that kind of music. Right. In right. fact, just to be safe, don't listen to any music mm. when you're studying mm. because they were so worried that they realized that music really had an impact on the brain that most people didn't know. Now, wow. of course, some music has the exact opposite. Mm. It actually enhances the mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Baroque music, specific uh, classical music, mm. um, hymns, so hymns that we sing in church, you notice they're made in a way where you don't feel like you want to get up and dance to a hymn. Right. You, you sing them and you're thinking Right. And you're feeling the words and you're mm-hmm. thinking about the words mm. and you feel better. Mm. And it's not, you don't feel drained after you sing hymns. Right. You feel elevated and, and, and energized. Amen. And it's the opposite with, um, with uh, the other kind of music. Right. Now, the danger for a listening friend is, is sometimes when those things creep into, um, uh, creep into our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, as Christians, and they could be, they can pose a problem. Yes. So, uh, yes, what kind of instruments can we use for the Lord? I can't really tell you, I'll give you a whole list, but as long as an instrument is used uh, in a way that, um, of course, is an, uh, glorifying God, mm-hmm. as long as an instrument is used not in a way that's uh, producing beats and rhythms that are doing to us what they did to those mice. Mm hmm. Uh, then it's very it's safe, mm. but it's, it is good to be cautious and to be careful. And I also want to say this: we also ought not to be um, a condemning of other people right, who may right. not see the same things as right. we do, or who may see differently. Right. Be very respectful, be very loving, mm. and uh, should the time, should the opportunity open itself where uh, you would like to share these things or they ask about it, then go ahead and tell them in a spirit of love. Amen. Amen. But uh, love should be the motivating thing. And uh, the most important thing is you have the human voice, Mm -hmm. and that's the best instrument for music that God has given us. Amen. And whether we have a piano or a guitar or not or Mm -hmm. anything else, we can still sing together. Amen. You know, brother, I was in Fiji a few years ago, Mm. and I would visit different groups where they were, and, you know, they didn't have a guitar or piano Mm -hmm. wherever I went. And, man, when they sang... Mm. When they sang, the music was so full and free, and wow. it's like I didn't even think of saying, "Hey, man, where's the guitar? Where's the piano?" Amen. It was just so from the heart, and it was so beautiful the harmony. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, thank you for that. The person who asked the question, uh, we ought to be wise, uh, and of course, uh, just as the Bible says, um, "Whatsoever we do, do all unto the glory, glory and of honor of God." And so, Amen. Uh, and of course, read up on it. Take some time to read up on the internet. I, I wish I could. I can't tell you everything about it, mm. but read some book, good books. Uh, ask uh, people who know about it for counsel, 
And may the Lord guide you in that decision. If I can. Yes, my brother, go right ahead. Uh, Pastor, I want to thank you for uh, saying all that that you have mentioned earlier. It really shows us the uh, side effect of music uh, towards us Christianity. Now, I want to take it also into, uh, you know, move it a little bit closer to us, especially Islanders, mm -hmm. because we do have, I think, music in our cultures. Yes, absolutely. And uh, speaking of the Chukis culture, we have uh, dances. We mm -hmm. dance to music, uh, beats, and we have a, a dance called the moon dance. The moon dance. The moon dance. Not the moonwalk. Is it different? No. <laughs> the moon dance. I'm not the moon dance. Oh, the, I never heard of that. I could tell yep. you more. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, uh, where it involves uh, beats. Yes. Drum and people humming, of course, you know, and uh, it's more connected to worshiping uh, demons, mm. worship demons. So, I just thought of that to also, you know, put it in, so you know, listeners out there can also broaden their or our, our views. Yes, yes. That it's even in our uh, island cultures. Yes, yes. Where music or drums can be related to, uh, if if it's not the worship of God, then it's the worship of our former gods. Which I'm I'm not saying that we still do it today. Of but, course, of course. You know. Uh, culturally, back then, well, where people worship uh, their gods or the, yes. the, you know, but that, that's th I'm so glad you share that. I really appreciate that, and I'm glad that you you, you brought it up because um, you know the, the the issue of culture. Uh, you know, this is my culture. You mm. know, we, we, we this is what we've been practicing, and here's where 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 the Bible is pretty clear about it. You know, people sometimes think of the word culture as one thing, mm. but really the culture is two things. Mm. It's not one, it's actually two. And so what do you mean, Pastor? What do you mean by two? Well, really culture is everything that God has given you in a group of people and everything, of course, that the devil has, mm. has, has, has influenced upon you in a group of right. people. It's always been two. The problem is when you put them all together as one, and then when you find something that you know is not from from God, they say, oh, that's wrong. Then people get offended. Oh, don't talk about my culture. Yep, yep. See, but here's the good news. Mm. You see, when you think of culture, the Bible has uh, really this to say. The Bible really teaches us that really culture really is a matter of how far back you want to go in time. Mm. Now, there are certain kinds of music that we sing on our islands. Right. And... But when you really think about it, some of the way that these songs are made are actually not originally our own. Mm, right. These are, of course, influenced by the outside. Right, right. So is it really still cultural? Mm. Is it really still your culture? Mm. And well, if you have to be honest, the answer is no. So then the question is, really, how far back in time do you want to go mm. when we think of something that's our culture? Mm. Well, if you go back, I don't know how many hundreds of years and how many thousands of years, you have, uh, maybe you're coming from the Philippines or coming from Indonesia or Papua New Guinea. Mm. Then you go back even a little farther and you're still coming from this place and that mm -hmm. place. And you go all the way back to the very beginning of time itself. And where are we? We're in the Garden of Eden. Mm. That is where original earth culture began. Amen. 
And it was at the Garden of Eden that God himself then taught us how to live, mm. taught us how to be. And that was culture. That was culture that was pure. Amen. And so that culture in, the Eden, in Eden was really only one. It was mm. God's culture. However, God has given us a beautiful freedom of choice. Mm. And so when Satan, of course, came in and influenced man and, and woman for wrong and sin, then, of course, we were introduced to the, the other side. Mm. So here's what makes it so beautiful. No matter what island you are from, uh, Chuuk, uh, the Marshall Islands, or Papua New Guinea, or no matter where you are in the world, mm. the Holy Spirit is there. And Amen. God has always been there. Amen. Even before you ever knew he existed or knew his name, he was there. Mm-hmm. And that is why, no matter what island you go to, you will always find something good about it, mm. something good about the people. And you know, one of the things I love about uh, people in Chuuk is that, man, they stick together. They know how to help each other. <laughs> very, very humble, very respectful. And where did that come from? Mm. You know, did you, is, do you really think that was your culture? Mm. Or was that a culture that God himself had taught you? Amen. And anything that is good always comes from God. Amen. So long before any island had any missionaries, long before any island had any Bible or had anything else at all like that, God himself through his spirit was speaking to the heart, helping them, even if they didn't know who he was, mm. yet they, yet he was speaking to them and influencing them. Mm. And that is why no matter where you go in these islands, you will always find good things to love and appreciate. Amen. And so we can say, yes, that part of the culture is from God and it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But that's the other half. But because there is sin in the world today, we also are wise to recognize that the devil also right. has his influence too. Right. So what do we do then as uh, when we become believers? Mm. Do we just throw away our culture and say it doesn't mean anything? Of course not. Mm. When you become a believer in Christ and you cherish the good things in your culture, mm-hmm. all you do is you put away those things that you know are wrong and then you continue on with those things that you know God himself had given you because they are right. Amen. And that's perfectly fine. Amen. And so uh, when it comes to music then, is there music that of course is is uh, helpful and good? Uh, and yes, absolutely. Mm. And we go back to the drum. Remember the drum is not something that's bad. You know, right. The drum was just used to keep time. Mm-hmm. So even uh, soldiers do it today when they're marching. Right. Uh, what's her name? Um, Miriam, Moses' sister. Mm. When she broke into a dance, I believe she took the tambourine and she began to, mm. uh, you know, uh, tap it and keep beating while they sang a song. Mm. And of course, there are some places, you know, people clap when they're doing things and as part of the the, the song or right. whatever it is. And there's really no harm in that. Mm-hmm. It's when it's used in a way to create these beats and rhythms mm. that, that we know are, are not right. That's when we can kind of say, okay, that's not right, brother. That's mm-hmm. not right, sister. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but even when you do that, you're not putting down the culture. Mm. All what, you're, what you're really doing is you're really lifting up everything good from the culture because God gave it to you. Amen. And then you're simply letting go of everything you see that was not of God. Amen. So in that way, you're not... Well, you're talking bad about my culture. You're not doing that. Right, right. You're actually lifting it up. Amen. Because that's Amen. something that God had given you. 
And I hope that makes sense. I really hope that that's... I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. So there are a lot of cultural things that we can do that are, that are innocent. They're, mm-hmm. not, uh, they're not bad in any way. It's when they begin to um, kind of uh, follow uh, a pattern that we can see is not right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of makes us... Um, kind of lowers us, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Then we can respectfully and, and firmly say, no, we... We want to. We, we won't participate in that. Right. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Right. And so, like Jesus, when he came into the world, so every pretty much almost everything around his right. life just went against everything he believed in. Mm-hmm. But he was meek and humble and respectful. But he was always true mm. to what he knew was right. Amen. Amen. And that didn't make him pride or arrogant. Mm-hmm. That just made him a noble and honorable person. Amen. And it made people love him. Amen. At least those who also loved honor Amen. and right doing. Mm. I'm so glad you brought that up, brother. That's a great, uh, great point. Okay. Any other thoughts on that that you want to want to share? I'm so glad that you brought that up. Just one quick thought that yes. came to me was uh, I noticed that during a music, when especially you're playing two different kinds of music, one a mellow music. And then the other with you know, different beats and especially if it's really upbeat towards. Now, before I go there, I, I would like to point out that, you know, in our respective cultures, mm-hmm. you know, we all have respect. Yes. And, you know, within families, in, in some respect uh, to some cultures, uh, the sisters cannot get up. And mm-hmm. uh, dance around while the yes. brother yes. or the father or, you know, any relative that is there. Or even the uh, same, it's true vice versa, where there is respect for one another. But what I've also noticed, Pastor, is I've been to some gatherings. Um, I'm not going to say from which culture, but mm-hmm. uh, where a mellow music is played. And everybody seemed to be very calm, very respectful. And then all of a sudden, the music starts changing. The beat starts changing. And all of a sudden, you start seeing movements and Mm. things start happening that shouldn't be happening. Yes, exactly. Yes. And I think that's what you were coming to. Yes. And uh, thank you so much for bringing that up. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's very important because... Even when people don't realize it, they're being affected by music. Mm. So, uh, and you, you, you pretty much said it exactly, and the science out there has proved it, that when certain things are played, it kind of lowers people you know, mentally. Mm. And that's why when you kind of want to get up and move and dance, uh, all of a sudden everything else kind of goes in that direction right. you're kind of less um what's the word i'm looking for you're less i think you're less afraid to say anything wrong or do anything wrong you it, just kind of get yeah, caught yeah, up in the, yeah. the excitement yep, of it yeah okay and wh- when you look at when moses went up in uh, into mount sinai mm. uh, to receive the ten commandments from god joshua of course was not too far he was a little bit uh, at a distance from him waiting for him to come back down mm-hmm. And so when Moses then came back down, I think he believed he was gone for 40 days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Israelites, uh, they had, most of them had lost hope. And they said, oh, no, Moses is gone. 
And so they tried to they pressured pressured Aaron to please build us uh, a calf, and, and Aaron did. And then the Bible says this: that after they finished eating, they rose up to play. Mm. Now the word play there, this doesn't mean they're playing volleyball or anything at all like that. This was play in a bad, mm. bad, bad meaning. Mm. And so when Moses was coming down, and he was coming down with Joshua, Joshua and Moses heard the noise. And when they heard the noise, Joshua thought, oh, it sounds like the, the, the sound of war, the noise of war, mm. war in the oh, camp. Wow. Moses said, no, it is the sound, I believe it's the sound of singing. Mm-hmm. And so when he came back down, he had then, just not too long after, before, before he, he went up, mm. the people were doing their best to be faithful. And, and now that he had been gone, here they were having a good time. Mm. And just because we call it a good time doesn't make it good. Right. And because of they gave in to their desires, mm. uh, over 3,000 people died that day mm. because um, they had basically very step-by-step, step, actually within a 40-day period, all mm. of a sudden, they had given themselves up completely to the worship of another god. Mm. And now they were committing all sorts of immoral things mm. during that time. And uh, you'll find that music is some is really used in that way mm. when it's used wrong. And you know when you go to a club, uh, like a, a disco in some play, countries they call them, you know you're not there to listen and dance to Beethoven mm. or Mozart mm-hmm. because those things don't move you that way. Mm. You st- you're still thinking clearly mm-hmm. with that kind of music, but it's usually the kind of music that makes you want to get up and move and dance and. And uh, find you know find a partner and and see where that goes. Right, right. And that's why that's why a lot of things are. That's why the, these places are not considered as uh, uh, the best places or places that Christians shouldn't go mm. if they if they yes. want to be faithful to their God. Right. But you see how the music is a part of it. Yes. And even when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, and uh, uh, Hananiah, Azariah, and uh, Mishael. Mishael. When they were um, in front of that golden statue that mm-hmm. Nebuchadnezzar had made, mm-hmm. and they weren't bowing, Nebuchadnezzar said, wait a minute, I'm going to give you another chance. <laughs> now, maybe you didn't hear it the first time, so when you hear the music played again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then go ahead and bow down mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and worship. So was music then used in that way in mm. order to lead God's people astray, to mm-hmm. make them sin? And the answer is yes. Mm. And so music has a way of either en- ennobling us, making, making us uh, honorable, or it has a way of lowering us and um, kind of uh, pressure, not pressuring us, but influencing us to do things that we would not normally do mm. if we were thinking correctly. Mm. And you know, the Bible does say that Satan himself, a Lucifer, as he was called in heaven, mm-hmm. he was uh, he was born and he was uh, a master of music. Right. So it would make perfect sense that the one who knew everything about music right. is able to use it in such a way mm. to get people to do things that mm-hmm. he would want them to do. Yes. And so, you know, listening friend, we, we, we're sharing this now, we, we not to condemn anybody. Right. But it's to simply share truth. Yes. And you pray about it. You do the research, and you ask the Lord to, you know, to show you what needs to be shown in your life. And um, I can only say that it is there is a great sense of of freedom when you know that you're not um, 
in chains anymore mm. to certain kinds of music. Amen. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Brother Maverick. Mm. I really, I love, I, I really, I used to love back then a lot of rock and, and, and you know, what they call gangster rap, you know, back mm. then. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very difficult. And I say difficult because I, I didn't want to give them up because mm. they were so much a part of my life. Mm. And I thought, man, if I don't listen to this, what am I going to listen to? Right, I'm not going right. to listen to church music. It's boring. Church music is boring. Mm. And I remember when I was first starting attending church and I would listen to church music, it was boring to me. <laughs> I would, they would say, okay, let's stand up and sing our last song. And I would get up and I would open up the book and I would read, I would look at it and I would look that there's four verses. <laughs> and I would go, oh man, four verses. I got to stand through four of these verses. And now, Brother Maverick, mm. I just love good music. Amen. I love it. Amen. And I have heard different kinds of beautiful godly music from different countries and different languages. Mm-hmm. A lot of beautiful Chukis music. I just love <laughs> that. I just I just love to hear, listen to them over and over. Mm. It just, it just. I feel like it just brings me closer to the Lord mm. when you listen to that kind of music. And music Amen. should do that. Amen. It should, uh, you know, bring you close to God. Amen. Now, now somebody may ask, well, can I listen to anything that isn't religious? Well, of course, there are music out there that are not necessarily religious, Mm -hmm. meaning they're not designed, at least made to worship God, Mm. but they still follow the exact uh, healthy rules of music Mm. that actually still does help with your brain and Mm -hmm. your health. So, of course, yes, you can listen to those as well. Amen. And it's not a bad thing. Amen. And uh, God has created music for us to enjoy. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, thank you. That was a long, beautiful answer. That was a long answer on a, a beautiful question. So I'm glad that you, you, you had that um, uh, called in, uh, listening friend. Thank you so much, and thank you so much, Brother Maverick. That's really nice uh, to have you share. It really gives it a, a fuller picture. Okay. All glory to God. Amen. We have only about uh, seven minutes left on the radio show. I think we have time to answer one question. Any question of come in or anybody else? Or Yes, actually, there is. Yes, please. Go right ahead. Uh, Sister Carol called in oh, today with her, mu- with her question. And she was asking, how do we get involved in our devotion with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? How do we do that? Okay, great. We read it one more time. Like, how do we get involved in, you know, devotion with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Okay, great. Well, we're going to begin with the first uh, part of the question because that will really settle everything else, mm. and that is uh, devotion. Mm. I'm so glad that you brought up that question, Sister Carolyn. We're so happy you you called in with your questions. We're so always so happy to hear from you. Amen. So, I. Uh, Really, devotion uh, or a devotional life, a devotional spiritual life, is really um, is really the aim f- in our Christian growth. Mm. We cannot really grow unless we spend time with God. Amen. We cannot really grow unless we spend time, of course, in prayer in mm-hmm. the study of the Bible, mm-hmm. and we cannot really grow unless we uh, share our faith. Mm. So, how did Christ then? spend time in his devotions well let's go to the book of john chapter 15 we've gone over this many times but it's one of my favorite verse let's go to john chapter 15 verse 5 and brother maverick when you get there maybe you could please read that for us in john chapter 15 verse 5 yes reading from verse 5 it says i am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me and i in him he it is that bears much fruit 
for apart from me you can do nothing amen when you you look at that question uh i mean you look at that text jesus is using the uh a vine mm. to symbolize himself mm-hmm. he says i am the vine you are the branches mm. and then he says he that abides in me or stays with me or is connected with me he that abides in me and i in him that person who has a devotional day-to-day life will bear fruit mm. and then he says for without me you can do how much nothing nothing at all mm. okay so uh first of all it's let's look at what jesus compared himself to a mm. vine mm. now here's the question is a vine a strong plant or a weak plant mm. have, have you ever climbed a vine before you know have you ever have you ever climbed it you know some people swing on vines i used to we used to have a friend of mine, he, we, we, we cheered him on the swing on a vine, and he, he did, but he fell because it broke. Mm. See, Christ is using the vine, which is not a very strong uh, plant, mm. because a vine only grows up if it has something to hold on to, mm. if it has a scaffold. If it doesn't, it'll just crawl on the ground. Mm. But once it gets to a wall or a ladder or something, it'll finally begin to move up. Right. And Christ says... That's me. Mm. And we're thinking, what does that mean? And this is what it means. Christ is saying that when he was here on earth, his entire life and everything he did was 100% dependent upon his heavenly father. Amen. He laid aside his glory and his all of his power. And every single day, although he was God himself, every single day, the Bible says... Uh, while it was a, uh, a great while before day, before the sun came up, Jesus would either go to the hills or go to the mountains, mm. and he would pray. Amen. And there were times that he would pray all night. Mm. But wait a minute, isn't he God? Why does he need to pray? Mm. Because in his humanity, he was going to be completely dependent upon Jesus, uh, upon God the Father. Amen. For his daily strength. Amen. And so that's why we find Jesus having his devotional time. Uh, every single day, he let nothing get in his way. Mm. Of course, there are times he was very busy, but even after he did all of that, he would still make time in the morning or in the or late in the evening in order to spend devotional time with his father. Why? Because he was the vine. Amen. Meaning, I am going to completely uh, put my strength in my father. Mm. So everything that we saw in Christ mm. was through his heavenly father. Now Jesus says, he that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Mm. Meaning, meaning this, Jesus is saying, the way I overcame sin and the way that I live my life as a, as, as a believer mm. and the way that I live my life for my Father, it was in my weakness mm. that I found my strength. Amen. And I made my Father completely my full source of strength. And so, because I did that and I overcame, mm. so also, when you also completely depend upon me mm. and stay with me, and that's what the word abide means, mm-hmm. stay, mm-hmm. and stay with me, mm. you will grow in your faith. Amen. You will bear fruit. You mm. will bear the fruits of the Spirit, and you will be able to share uh, your faith with people. You mm. will uh, become everything that God is planning us to be. Mm. And so if you look through uh, the book of Mark and Matthew and the Gospels, look for the places where you see Christ uh, praying 
and finding a separate place to pray. Mm -hmm. And so make your devotional life consistent. I would say begin in the morning. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, Christ had a place to pray. He had a time to pray as well. And I would say find a place to pray, find a time to pray, and make those times your devotional times where nothing would, would get in the way. And as you do that, you will find that your relationship and your spiritual life will grow. And God the Father and God the Spirit and God the Son are, are going to basically have your back and support you and give Amen. you all the power you need Amen. to grow as a Christian. Go ahead, brother. Okay. Uh, we have one more minute left. And thank you so much, Carol, for, for sh sharing that question. Uh, I, we'll, we'll touch on it again next time so we can share a little bit more. But I would say this to you, dear sister. Make a time to pray. Um, and then make a time for it and then let nothing interfere. And you'll find that you'll begin to grow by leaps and bounds. Amen. And uh, your walk with Christ will grow incredibly. Okay? Amen. Well, that's it for Straight from the Bible. Friends, it's so great to spend time with you. Brother Maverick, thank you so much. Thank you, always Pastor. A, always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Now, it's a blessing for me too, my brother. Mm. So we'd like to close with prayer and then we'll say goodnight for now. Brother, can you please close us with prayer? Yes, sir. Father God in heaven, thank you so much for this opportunity again. And bless us, Father, as we part our ways. And may today's uh, show be a blessing to each one of us. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this is Pastor Masik Dedong and Brother Maverick saying good night. Good night. And God bless you. Thank you, everyone. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime at bibleatjoyfromradio.net. Submit them at online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.